I'd rather go one on one. I think it would be more fun, and I'll get to know you. You'll get to know me. Welcome, everybody, to yet again another episode of Reviewable Anonymous, the podcast about a podcast. And that podcast that we're about is specifically Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People by Chris Gethard. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, here with my co host and good friend, Michael Carls. Mike, hello again. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm well. How are you? You know, doing pretty good. I uh, my birthday's on Friday. Happy birthday, almost. Thank you. So I'm officially going to be closer to thirty. And I've I'm, I've already passed that, my friend. But uh, yeah, well, not past thirty. Past being closer to thirty. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> for this weekend. It's going to be a lot of board games and beer drinking and just. Chilling. That's right. Sounds like almost every day of my life. Awesome. So this week, uh, we have an episode that um, is about a lot of different things. It really is. This episode um, encompassed jobs and personal life and tragic stories. And uh, sexuality. Yeah. And so this is episode 66, uh, Sex, Drugs, and Retail. Yeah, all right, the 66th episode. So, um, the call, the caller, starts off talking a lot about his current job, which is in loss prevention. Something that um, one of your really good friends, also one of my good friends, but more of yours, has a lot of experience with. So, that was interesting, I think, for us, because we know about that from his, uh, from our friend's uh, line of work. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, one of my best friends who lived with me for a long time used to work loss prevention at a big retail store, and it was so weird. I, I would always visit him at work, and he would take me back to his office, and it's like, it's this thing, like the caller was saying, it's something that you just have no idea exists. So he would wear plain clothes. He didn't wear the store clothes. Mm-hmm. He would go in. His office was in the very back, like in like the receiving room. In a very in a corner, uh, no windows. You didn't even. You th- okay. looked like it looked like a closet, and then you went in there, and there was a table with two chairs. So if you caught someone, you could sit them down in and right and like in the chair, and then there's a there's a room with probably eight monitors, eight to ten monitors, and he just sit there. And it was funny because Jeff always used to say um, that he would spin cameras, and this caller used that term a lot, spinning cameras. And oh, yeah. so, yeah, so I'd go watch, I'd go with him and watch him, and he would... Wait, what does that even mean, spin camera? So, because every camera spins in right. a 360 degree, so okay. they're spinning the cameras so that's, and zooming in. So, those little black things you see on the ceiling, yep. those little black, black bulbs. Yeah. They spin, they're not just fixed in one position. Nope, yeah, they can spin, like, 360, oh. so he would spin the cameras, to, and he could follow certain people and zoom really close he could zoom so far in uh, that if someone was texting on their phone he could zoom in and read what was on their phone wow wow okay so as long as you can see a camera in a store they can see you see you yeah i mean there's a few blind spots here and there but you would never know where they are um and then obviously like dressing rooms things of that nature they don't have cameras in but if you go into a dressing room with merchandise and you come out mm-hmm. and uh, it's no longer there, they, he would normally like page down to the dressing room mm-hmm. department and say, hey, can you check in there? 
see if they left stuff. If they said no, then he would go confront them at the front door. wonder if anybody ever brings like a bunch of helium balloons in and blocks them in front of a camera like in Ocean's Eleven. I don't think so. Then you go into the dressing room and then they like don't know what's going on. (laughs) I don't think so. Uh... (laughs) The some the some of the stories, man, that he would tell us are were so insane about some of the people that would like at first when he started they were hands on so he was able to like chase people and tackle them yeah yeah and then they changed their policy and he wasn't able to do that anymore but man the stories are crazy in that, where in that did, profession where, where did he work for are we allowed to say yeah I mean well we can just say I mean the That's store barely that. exists anymore it's Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're basically out of business. Um, Sorry, Kmart. Yeah, but uh, it was really cool. Like his job was very. There's a lot of downtime. Like like the caller said. The caller said there's a lot of downtime. Well, yeah, he had an hour to talk to Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, and like for the most part, like he was saying, like uh, his busiest month, they caught maybe an average of one person a day. That's for the caller said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's. That is probably right. I mean, a good month for um, loss prevention and what Jeff would say would, you know, be 10 people in a month, okay. you know? So, there's, so he's even slower. Or it's, or 10 people for him personally. No, like in a normal month. Oh, Obviously, okay. during the holidays and stuff, you it ramps up. Right. But for the most part, like you're sitting there for 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day and you may or may not catch someone. So... You're just sitting in a room by yourself. You don't talk to any of the other... You A lot of the people that he caught were store employees. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, um, stealing, like, the rewards. They would, like, put their own rewards in for customers. Or... Oh, um, like, like at a cash register or yeah, something? Yeah. Or, like, he would catch them, like, go grab um, a bag of chips and a soda and not pay for it. A lot well, of, are those crimes punished just as much as the other ones? They're fired immediately, and then there is like different rules. So if it was under a certain amount, I think under like a hundred bucks, you paid uh, like ten times the amount back in fines, like um, for it, and then up to a certain point, and then it becomes a felony, and then it's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. But, okay. But yeah, I mean, you pay a lot. I guess I didn't even think about that. That that. It, the employees that work there probably know the store the best, so they probably know how to get away with stuff. Well, so imagine all the employees that he didn't catch that might have been doing that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, or he caught a lot of employees. Or just because right. he was like into he, one of them or something. Yeah, he caught a lot of people. Uh, like he said a lot. Like he got so many people fired, and then it would it would be very awkward because like when we'd be out sometimes because mm-hmm. they work and they live in the area. So we might, we at the grocery <laughs> store, we might just see one of them. He's like, yeah, I fired her. And I'm like, Oh shoot. <laughs> she was stealing. Yeah. I know what, uh, one of my, or my s- stepbrother-in-law does that for a living now. I'm, I haven't heard any stories, but you know, if you asked him, he would have stories. Right. Right. I don't know if anyone have as crazy of a story as like getting tackled by, a uh, high school football player that I mean, if this the caller said he was only one hundred and thirty pounds, right? So I didn't guy. feel too well. <laughs> yeah, no, and this kid was probably a big kid, um, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it happened. He said he what he was punched three times. I don't remember a lot of physical violence versus Jeff, but I do. But I also know that uh, Jeff's a little bit bigger and 
has other skills. So yeah, if that were to happen, I don't. Think. Yeah. He, he he would love it. He would he would he would be like yes, hit me. <laughs> you ever steal from a store before? Have I? Mm-hmm. Um, on accident once. Really? Yeah, I was in Meyer, and uh, it was super late. And we were just walking around, just, you know, high school, like, you know, you're bored, so you go to a 24-hour store and, like, mess around and mm. like, just, like, walk around. And I picked up this stupid pen. It was, like, this pen with something on top of it, you know, like, uh-huh. I just picked it up and I was, like, walking to the store, just, like, kind of, like, playing with it, <laughs> you know, fidgeting, basically. It was a fidget spinner of back when I was in high school. That was a classic fidget spinner, yeah, kids. Just, yeah. Back in our day. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, we, we we didn't buy anything. We were there for, like, probably an hour walking around the store aimlessly as teenagers. And then we just left. And then when we got to my car, uh, or whoever's car, I just had it still in my hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, uh, I didn't pay for this. Oops. So, I didn't return it, I'll be honest. I just left. Yeah. And, yeah. The one time I've ever stolen anything from a store, I was super young and I stole a pack of bubble gum. You were just like, I want that? Yeah, and then I'm like eating, and my mom's taking us home and I'm eating these bubble gum. I was like, where did you get that? I'm like, I just found it. She's like, you stole that, didn't you? I'm like, yes. And then she drives me back to the store and it was a Kmart. It was a Kmart right down that block from where I live now. Oh, where Jeff used to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have to go and talk to the manager as like a like an eight-year-old and tell them that I stole this and I'm just bawling my eyes out and they're like saying, we're going to call the cops. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I've been pretty scared to go into any kind of a store because every time I leave without buying something, I just think that I, what if I accidentally stole something like you do with that pen? Like what if somehow, or what if someone planted something in my pockets? I don't know. Well, my fiance just recently went uh, to, to Costco, the big retail store, mm-hmm. and uh, she had a cart full of things, and um, she took them all out of the cart, but she left the dog food that's 40, 40 or 50 pounds in the cart, oh, and the cashier never it. never rang it, and she walked out, and the cashier didn't catch it, the person at the door didn't catch it, she got all the way almost home, and then looked at the receipt, she's like, in her head, she's like, I felt like a pretty cheap trip. Yeah. Um... Looked at the receipt and realized she wasn't charged for the dog food. So I've given her shit for it all the time. And I always, when I'm feeding <laughs> our dogs, I'm like, boys, this is free food. Yeah. Your mom your mom loves you so much, she got you the free stuff. Your mom's a convict. Your, yeah, your, mom's, <laughs> your, your mom is a criminal. <laughs> yeah, I go to, for my job, I, uh, I work for a vending machine company. So I have to go to like Sam's Club or Costco every day and... Uh, they have this new app at Sam's Club where you just scan everything yourself and you go to the door and you show them your phone and like they take it and they're supposed to look through your cart. But they don't fucking look through it. They just like, really like oh yeah, you're good. I mean, I don't, I don't steal anything because I'm not going to do that. It's not even my money, so why would I steal? But I feel like stores like that, it might be even easier to get through, even though it's a double checkpoint, but the fact that you're buying so much shit. They never look at those damn receipts, do they? Right, no. They are always just like, and they just use their sharpie and <laughs> all good to go. Yeah, I mean, like, those, those people are like, they're all like uh, almost my coworkers now because I'm there like every fucking day. Sorry, Sally. But uh, yeah, so like I'll always wave hi to everybody. They're all like, oh, hey, how you doing? No, I'm not looking at your receipt. Just, you're, you're, all right, you're good to go. Like, cool. I mean, I didn't steal anything, but 
You, you know? could, easily. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, the loss prevention people, it's uh, the really cool ones, and it ties in, and something that I would be interested in even doing is, like, at a casino. But it's very hard to get into a casino, but oh, loss prevention at a casino. Is, sure, it's much more intense there. Yeah, very, uh, one of uh, our friend's friends, Jeff's friend's, works at a casino he's not allowed to gamble at that casino uh-huh. and or any of the casinos in the in the detroit area because mm-hmm. he works because he knows loss prevention yes so um he can go like elsewhere you know well, one time i was at a casino and uh i was taking a video of these people rolling these big dice because there was like a promotion going on and then this really mean guy came up to me i was like delete that video and i was pretty drunk and I was like, oh, I don't even know how. <laughs> like, and like, here, you do it. And he's like, I can't touch your phone. Like, oh, well, what are we going to do? And then it, my cousin was there. He was like, here, Nick, I'll do it. Because he was afraid we were going to get in trouble. I was just testing his limits. But yeah, yeah they take that shit seriously in casinos. Very seriously. <laughs> so the next, wait, so, so loss prevention, cool job. Uh, a lot of downtime. Yeah. but Like the caller, we could talk about it all day. We could. But he also randomly... He got into a, another topic mm-hmm. uh, that him and his girlfriend, um, it might have been, I don't know, fiance. To to put it plainly to you listeners that are listening, this is the first episode that each of us only listened to at once. We were less prepared due to other circumstances, but girlfriend or fiance or wife, one of the no, it's not wife. I think it might have been fiance. Then I think let's it's split fiance. the middle. All right, his fiance and him. He's twenty seven. His fiance is twenty two. I remember that, and uh, they are swingers. Yes, we got our second swinger call. Um, we didn't get to review the first one. We didn't review that, right? No. Yeah, so we didn't review the first one, but this one we get to talk a little bit about swinging. Um, gosh, I don't know if that's something I could do. I definitely could not do it. I could, I could do another. I could do it with another with one girl. Yeah. Right. Um, Obviously, I mean, (laughs) but, uh, I would get, it would be very awkward with another dude. Yeah. Or like just like Nick, didn't you have some swinging action? No, 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 no. I had a, in high school, I had this moment called a switch, which I guess is swinging. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're with a partner and you swap partners right but it was also under blackout conditions and it only happened once and everybody regretted it the next day it happened one more time than it has for me that's true and well i don't want this is i don't want to go into details about this definitely don't have to go into details but yes let's um, just say that i didn't get to participate that much all right so um but yeah, yeah uh, the main aspect of swinging is that you and your partner get to go and have sex with other people. I guess in a group setting, but either way, your partner and you are having sex with somebody else. And I mean, I, I can understand why people do it and I get the idea, but I just don't know if I could control my jealousy towards the other person that got to experience that with my partner. I just, it would eat me alive inside and it would just, it would just not be worth it. Yeah, I don't think for me, I don't, I don't need anything else. Like, I mean, I'm cool. It, with I my, guess it depends. Like for me, like so in my situation with my fiance now, I don't think I could do it just because of the type of girl she is. Right. Um, but if I were in a different relationship with a more sexually open person, mm-hmm. 
uh, I think I could if it wasn't a like I don't know if I could do it if it was like a super serious relationship. It just all, I guess you'd have to. Well, feel they're it engaged. Out. It's pretty. Yeah. it's pretty serious. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's be that type of. person. I think it just has to be the right type of relationship. Like, yeah. I well, you think you both have to be a certain type of person to do this because you both can't really get jealous and right. you can't or you have to like be really open about like everything. Like you get this is the kind of relationship where you have to like shit in front of each other yeah well, <laughs> well i mean in this the, their type of swinging is also uh, a little bit different than the previous callers be, um, on the past episode mm -hmm. because both of them are bisexual oh yeah that's true this um, caller both the caller and uh so he his fiance the, they're yeah, both bisexual yeah right? so he'll mess around with the other dude while the girl is messing mm -hmm. around with the other girl um in the last call it was just they, the guys never intermingle. Right, right. Um, so, they're about it. Mm. Whatever. I'm cool with it. Um, it's definitely different. Uh, it's a different aspect. Yeah, I feel like if you... You might be easier. If, if you were bisexual, I think swinging might be a more natural even form of sex because then you kind of get the best of both worlds because you get what you're both attracted to and what you love. Right, and they did. They went into bisexual too, and he's always said he he says he has an emotional connection with females. That's why mm -hmm. he's engaged to a girl. Right, but he's sexually attracted to men. Right. So. Um, yeah. No, I totally get it, and I think like that's why if you're in like a bisexual relationship with a bisexual man and a bisexual woman, I feel like swinging. Like I was just saying, like swinging is like the most natural conclusion. I mean, because. You're, you're never going to be fully satisfied if you're bisexual and you're only with one of the sexes, you know? Right. Yeah, it does probably. And then, you know, when you're open to swinging, you don't have to worry about cheating or infidelity because you guys are uh, just opening a relationship like that together. Right. Yeah. Um, in the end, I mean, I think it's cool as hell because in the end, you, the two people in the relationship are still love each other and they're committed to each other. But sexually, they can be open. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's that's. I mean, that's very. It's very cool. It's very progressive, and in the end, it's just sex. So it's not as long as you're safe about it. You know, it's just sex. Do whatever the fuck you want. You know. That's right. Um, uh, then we got a. It got a little heavy at the end. Yeah. Um, the big bomb dropped about the caller was, uh, that mainly when he's dealing with loss prevention, the majority of people that are stealing are part of the opiate epidemic and heroin addicts and stuff which is a heavy dark topic yeah i mean he said in this call that he stopped a mother and daughter the daughter was 14 years old and uh he when he brought them in he the, he saw the girl stuffing something under her chair she t he told the cop the cop found a heroin needle mm-hmm so they were both addicted to heroin, but he said like 90% of the people that he stops are on some sort of drug. Right. Yeah, it just speaks to what's going on in this country right now with uh, opiates, and it's crazy. I have a, I have a friend that was addicted to heroin. Um, I mean, I think once you're addicted, you're always addicted, so he is addicted to heroin. He's, as far as I know, off it now, but it's just, it's weird how um, much that can tear your life apart and how solely focused on that you can be, like where you'll go to any lengths to get the next high. You know, I mean, if 
a mother is bringing her was it fourteen year old daughter? Yeah. That we're both addicted to it. That's just so heartbreaking and so. Gosh, it's just I don't even like thinking about it. Right. You wish that you could cure heroin addiction like you can some diseases, you know? But yeah. it's more like a cancer and it can't be cured. It can be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the, You can the, be in remission for a while. Uh, as long as you don't relapse, you can live forever without it. But right. once you're addicted, you know, you always have that chance of becoming, you know, relapsing and right. on it again. Well, I think the one of the important things to know about um, drug addiction is that it is a disease and it, it is something that it can't be, I guess it can't be cured, but there are ways to, uh, make it easier. And the worst way to treat a drug addiction is by locking someone up in jail. And I think that's where a lot of the problems come from. This is because of how, I mean, this is a probably a very touchy subject, but I think the fact that drugs are illegal and the fact that our only course of action to, stop somebody who is uh, caught with drugs is to throw them in jail is not the best way to do it. Well, we won't get into it because I <laughs> literally can, couldn't disagree with you more um, <laughs> on all of everything that just came spewing out of you. I literally hate, I literally am opposite on all of it. I don't think it's a disease. I think it's a choice. Um, okay, I've seen that. with firsthand that being in, being in prison or jail can stop you from using Okay. You know, and, um, yeah, I, I, I understand locking people up for long periods of time for drug offenses. I don't agree with, but, uh, yeah, I do believe it's a way to force someone basically into at least starting treatment. And then from there they can decide if they want the treatment or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, firsthand, I, I've dealt with it with my own father, so mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand and when he's in jail, he, the access to drugs, depending on where you're at, of course, right? Mm. But the access to drug is definitely more limited and more expensive. So it's harder for them to get because we're not, we're not, we're not enabling him by giving him money. Therefore, how he doesn't have the ability to afford drugs in prison, which are way higher. Mm. So he's just forced basically to be, get clean. So when he gets out, that's a choice. Are you going to stay clean though? Who knows? It's, right. it's it's all based on how he, how he wants to do it. Well, I think it's been proven that addiction is a disease. Mm, I don't think it's a disease. You cannot think, but I mean, it, just like I always say, you can have opinions, but sometimes opinions are just wrong based on fact. I don't think it's a disease. Um, I mean, we could look it up, but... I mean, sure. If you if you're born like a if you're born as you're if you're a child that's born from like a heroin addict, you become born with that need. No, it's... sure. But if you if you make that initial choice to do a drug. Well you're saying you're saying like say two people do a drug, one person gets addicted, the other doesn't. It's not like you you know, it, it's some it's some some for some reason some people are gonna get are more prone to addiction than other people. The only re so I mean it's they're... it's biological and it can be it can be a learned trait, you know, it's like alcoholism. It can be a learned trait based on how much you drink. I mean, some people, they can drink all the time and not be an alcoholic. Well, I mean, I guess they can be a functioning alcoholic. But different people um, react differently to things. And it can, 
encompass your life and not and even though someone else did the same stuff as you and it's not gonna encompass theirs. I mean we can bring it back because we, <laughs> we we could debate on this a lot uh, for for like all night. Um I dealing with it for so long I just I mean I I just can't see the disease aspect of it. Um I think it's an addiction, sure, but I don't think and and you your body wants it, but I don't think that it's something that's like a disease like cancer. Like I I guess I you guess. don't have a choice. Like you have that choice when you are deciding to do the the drug for the first time. So a lot of times with cancer, you don't have a choice. It just right. happens. I okay. I understand that, but like, I I would say that that some for some people the choice goes away after one. I guess you you of course you have a choice not to do you it. You have first. that choice. But there's some people where, like you know, I mean I've done drugs. Um, I don't know. I may or may not be addicted. It's like cigarettes. Well, even, I mean, and it's a very debated topic, because even in the heroin episode that I listened to that Chris did, Mm -hmm. she refused to call it a disease, and she was a heroin addict. Right. Well, Um, I mean, my friend that's a heroin addict. I mean, oh, it doesn't matter. All right, let's move on. Um, I guess we want to just start reading some of these comments? Yeah, let's read the comments. Okay. Uh, We didn't print off that many, because this was actually the... uh, least commented on episode that we've reviewed so far which i think is crazy i know this episode the conversation was so smooth the guy called he like he was ready he was ready to talk he knew what to talk about his story was intriguing but for some reason yeah i just i don't understand like it's way better than last week's episode uh, yeah, well, um, so the Facebook group was also not that into this episode. So some of these comments will reflect reflect that. So this one is from Robin Whitlock. Well, just at the first break and feeling a little bored, the caller's storytelling style is a little bit monotone, hoping things pick up. And I didn't mean last week because Death was a great episode. Yeah, okay. I was, I was like, I don't um, know if I agree with the that. Episode, the the <laughs> yeah. But the one we didn't review is what he's referring to, the live one. The live one, yeah. Um, so the next comment is from Gene Presgrave Ludwig. So bummed, 20 minutes into sex, drugs, and retail, my mind is wandering. I'm going to hang in because I'm stuck in traffic. But if you, but if you have 70 hours... But if you have 70 hours, was this one worthy? First time I've ever felt this way. Crossing my fingers for a turn of events. I think that was referring to... He has 70 hours worth of calls. Yeah, especially due to his live, show, live yeah. shows. I, I think this one was worthy. I mean, uh Yeah, I can't disagree. I don't know. Like, the I thing like is, it. maybe we wouldn't have if we didn't have our friend that works so deeply into customer retail or um, jobs loss prevention maybe but i still think i mean a lot of people don't even know about that world right and this is what this podcast is about it's like opening up into different segments of the world and right. what people's lives are like all right from eduardo baskerville this was a well-rounded call from a fresh perspective i enjoyed the lighter topics on theft and swinging as well as the heavier ones like addiction and, and acceptance for some reason, I, re- I enjoyed the little details about the college job. I wish he would dis- would have described what he is currently looking at and analyzed it for us. That would have kind of been cool to get like a live perspective into uh, the uh, his job's life. Like he's just describing people going around the store. But I, that might be a little creepy too. But 
Right. <laughs> and it can be very boring. Um, this person bought a ham. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it would have been very weird. Um, so, Aaron Stormo. I had an alcoholic roommate in college. I woke up in the middle of the night once to find that he had... He had shoplifted a live lobster, placed the live lobster into his pants, and then began racing it in the hallway. I found this out when he dropped into when he dropped it onto my sleeping girlfriend's head. Not that to... guy sounds like a fucking legend. Sorry, Sally. A lot to impact there. I mean, uh, was I... it Jameis Winston? <laughs> for the, for those of you that don't know who Jameis Winston is, he's a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFL team, and he got caught stealing lobsters or crabs well, from uh, crab legs, but from yeah. where do you? Sorry, I don't know. I think Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> no, it was just like a grocery store, I believe. Oh, I thought it was from a restaurant. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. From our friend Heather Dantuma, the one we met uh, at the podcast taping a few weeks ago. This episode hit me hard. I thought for a moment that the caller may have been speaking of my mom when he mentioned the lady who was living in a crawl space. My mom was in a very similar situation, and she still isn't clean. She is currently living under bridges and choosing drugs over food. My family is at a loss because she won't accept help unless it's financial. I, and my sister as well, have offered to take her into my home if she came clean and she didn't take the offer. Dang. Deep. Deep there, Heather. Sorry to hear about that. Um, Very similar. My, my dad, same way. So. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, but, yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't even know what to say, Heather. I can say um, the best thing that you can do is to... Definitely do not enable, and um, you can't force someone to get help. So, a lot sometimes it just takes cutting them off completely and uh, letting them letting them decide what they want to do, because sometimes people will not change unless you cut them off and you cut all streams of family and money and everything off. So, which is really tough to do, and I mean we and Mike are not therapist or anything so yeah don't it's take just, our that's just from my my like I, from personal from personal i deal with it till this day i still deal with it um kyle bumgardner i walked through target today and i'll never walk through a store the same way again they have so many damn security cameras and i felt like i was doing something wrong the entire time yes yeah it was funny because when our friend worked at kmart i would go in there and i would like call him and be like can you find me? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he'd find me, like, instantly. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he would be able to find me in, like, a matter of seconds. And I would always call him when I'd be in, like, different spots. Or sometimes I'd pull up in the parking lot, and he'd be like, he would call me, and he'd be like, you're here. And I'm like, yep. Dude, that just reminded me. So I, I was working on this film uh, in Detroit. Like, I was just working for free as a PA, and I had to go to the CVS to get like a pack of water and a pack of batteries. So I go and find the water and the batteries are like right next, or I get, I get the batteries first, I grab them, I go to the water. The water, I'm like, okay, how the fuck am I gonna carry this? So I'm like, oh, okay, so I put the batteries in my pocket for one second and then go to reach around, I was like, oh shit, and I start pulling the batteries out. And then this lady, this this uh, security person in the CVS is like, uh-uh, 
I saw that, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm trying to explain it. She's like, no, get out, get out. And I had to leave the store without anything. And I, I was there with this other girl that was also working on the film, but she didn't speak English that well, and I had to call my uh, producer to get her number to call her and tell her, like, hey, I'm not in the store anymore. I know I'm driving you around. You just have to come out because they won't let me back in. It was, like, ah, so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this is our last comment from the night. It's from... Katie uh, Barre went to Walmart today with a big empty backpack and looked at every security camera just to bug the Lost Profession team. And I apologize. LOL. You, I don't think you bug someone when you do that. If anything, uh, you get them excited because <laughs> they're going to follow you. They, they have something to watch for the next however long you're in the store. Right. And, uh, and the, the people that are in Lost Prevention, a lot of the time are so good that they know, like, they'll watch you, but they'll know if you steal anything or not, but it's not hard to watch someone, and it's probably exciting for them. Because right, half like, the time, ooh. when I'd be there in there with Jeff, he was just, like, spinning to, like, random people and just, like, looking at them, and then jumping to a different person and looking mm -hmm. at them. And it was just, yeah, I mean, it's cool, it's interesting, because it's kind of creepy. You can just, like stalk people that are in your <laughs> store but um it's it can be very boring yeah for like in a dark room for eight hours just looking at black and white mm, some color screens all right guys well uh that's basically all we got for our episode today um mike i feel like this is the first time we've ever disagreed on something in an episode it's kind of interesting yeah we definitely you know we we normally are we share pretty much the same views i mean we at least with these calls yeah. in real life uh we definitely have some difference of opinions right but uh for the most part i think we normally see eye to eye but right. it's know, okay i i think yeah. i i think it's healthy for everyone to have different ideas uh and to have those discussions yeah especially in the time we live in now where everyone's so divided i think regardless of what side you're on Go and communicate with, uh, I mean, not even the other side, just people that are a little bit different, and you're going to, that's the most important thing, is to bring us together, is because we truly are just the same things. And the biggest thing, too, is even if someone has a different opinion from you, politics, religion, whatever, it doesn't, they're still the same person. That's the one viewpoint they have. Mm -hmm. It has, it, there's no reason that you need to, like, stop talking to that person, and I see it all the time. Where yeah. people have different opinions in religion or politics or whatever, and it causes them to just never talk. Don't let that happen. It's it's one little opinion, and it's not it doesn't do anything but hurt. All right, everyone. Well, that's been our episode today. We will be back again, of course, next Thursday. Uh, we hope you enjoy. We hope you listen to Chris Gethard's podcast. We hope you go out there and buy his merchandise, especially buy the poster he's selling from last week about the deaf caller with the, uh... Language. What was it? What? Ah, uh, never mind. We'll get to it. Love you all. Kiss me face to face